takes a lot more to write something for me because it's like all feel and it's all energy and it's all, you know, what the vibe is, what the feeling is at the time. This is Champagne is also a band podcast. One songwriter, one song. I'm Sven, your host for a journey into the music of Champaign-Urbana. Recorded in the Blue Box studio with a songwriter from the Champaign-Urbana music scene, past or present. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to be a part of the Champagne Showers podcast network. Welcome to Champagne is also a band podcast. Today I have Drew, also known as Diru. And so you may know Diru from the organization Hideout, um, Hideout. which you I think you heard in bonus episode 26. Drew, welcome to the show. What's up? Nice. How we doing, man? It's a it's a great day. Beautiful day out in Sodoris, uh, out in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Uh huh. Haven't been. I haven't been on a on a country road like this in a minute. It was nostalgic. Took me back. I'm pretty close to my to my home, actually. Really? Yeah, I'm from Tuscola. Today we're going to be talking about your song "Be a Man." Be a man. Off, which you're releasing it as a single now, mm-hmm. but it's you have a project coming up on the 15th of December, I believe you 15th said. 15th of December, currently working on it. Seven songs is the goal, but I only have about three or four done right now, and I'm gonna have to submit it pretty soon so hopefully it'll be at least five in the finished product but the the goal is always seven that's kind of my numbers my last few pro my last project was seven the one before that was 14 then the one before that was seven Mm. so seven is just kind of my number it does have a certain balance to it well anyway i was gonna say like that that has that perfect like you can have that exactly middle song Mm -hmm. right that's exactly what i was thinking too yeah. Is that I have, you know, a, a perfect spot for an interlude if I want it, or I could just have seven songs. And I was born on the 7th of April, so that's just ah. kind of where that came from. It's actually what the name of my last project, 24-7, I turned 20 on 4-7 on April 7th. Nice. So I called it 24-7. Yeah. Released it on my birthday. Now everybody knows when to send you birthday gifts. Exactly. Without further ado, even though that was a little bit more ado than I usually do, uh-huh. um, Let's listen to the song. All right. Since I picked up my pen Lately I've been lazy, now I'm rapping again Ain't no one finna stop me, how I'm ready to win Yeah, I done woke up from a dream last night that I can't shake I had a vision, no a prophecy, a call from the wind I was walking through a valley with my homies in Greece We were talking about our problems, said I'd buy them a piece We were sipping margaritas while we bound for the east Had a black Maybach waiting on the back street Just the boys with no noise, we were quiet at peace We filled up all our voids, now we finally feast Cause I can never be a man who be dead and unknown I can never be a man who gon' die with no home I can never be a man who be dead and unknown I can never be a man found dead and alone huh. Freddy got that bag, Louie on that tag Freezing ain't no lag, excuse me I'ma laugh I will not end up in class, I'll run endless fucking laps While I will carry on my back, all my baggage from my past I don't act like I'm a pass, I've been failing like my class I don't do this shit for scratch, I make this artist for the mass, I don't even go to church, yet this quiet shit is gas, I've been holed up in my work, like the grave I'm digging fast, put this school shit in my past, now I'm trying to make a stack, I ain't even focused, that's my bad, I tell myself like I'm my dad, staying steady ain't no fat, I'm sticking around so count on that, I ain't gon' stop this rapping act, huh, cause I can never be a man who be dead and unknown, I can never be a man who gon' die with no home, I can never be a man who be dead and unknown, Dead and alone, huh? I 
think it's time for a breath of fresh air It's a thousand other rappers who gon' make it, I swear But won't ever fuck that game up if your boy isn't there Cause I rap and I produce high level, go bear I'm the center of attention, not to mention good hair It's a pleasure doing business, new suits I'm aware Cause if a deal goes bad, I ain't going nowhere Cause I'm a careful motherfucker, I don't deal with a snake I got 2020 vision, no Durant's in my way I'ma set off on this mission like I'm Nas with an A I'ma start off on this quest, five years with no rest I don't fuck with a test, I'm more like a pest I wear that like a crest, that messy no mess I've been staying up next, like Sofago Midwest Except I'm here to impress, I'm in no disrespect Cause I can never be a man who be dead and unknown I can never be a man who gon' die with no home be a man who be dead and unknown I can never be a man found dead and alone huh. Welcome back So, of course, my first and favorite question to always ask is What came first? Was it the music or was it the lyrics it is always the beat for me when i'm making music i produce on fl studio i'll just sit down at the computer and just open fl on a blank project and just go from there and usually what happens is i'll just scroll through my samples i have like different places i go to find samples and stuff find a sample i like and then just see what happens from there i mean i just try to make music every day just to keep with it and and to always be improving because it's it's what i want to do man it's it's what i love so i think i i remember that one was just the sample and i heard that and i was like oh this is gonna be this is gonna be a a, a, a d-ru beat for sure threw the drums on in a standard pretty standard like trap pattern and whatever and then i really liked it so i just started writing i mean that's usually how they go is is i i produce so much stuff i mean i, I make two, three, four beats a day. And then sometimes I'll get inspired to write. Sometimes I won't, you know, I try to just let it be natural. Do you just kind of keep those extra beats? Mm. So if you don't work, if you don't end up fleshing them out, you just keep them as instrumentals for a rainy day or... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I send out a lot of instrumentals to my friends, actually. Three or four people right now are using some of my beats for upcoming projects and stuff. So I'll send them out to other local artists or they just exist in my folders that... I have very well organized and I just want to say that I have them very well organized because it took me a long time so I need the people to know that my computer is extremely organized. You know, I put so much time into it, you know, people got to know even though they don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I do get that. I may just cut this out, but I'm just mm. curious. So why is having it so organized mm. so important to you? Like, I'm, this I'm, is my, I would say my PSA to independent artists is take the time to organize your computer files because I have lost so many beats that even beats that I've sent out to other people that I bounced as wave files and then I would I they asked me like yo can you go back and fi and and you know adjust this or can I get the stems or whatever and then I, I lost the beat I have no idea where it is I don't know what I named it and then I'm just like I, I can't man I'm sorry I could try to remake it or whatever and that doesn't happen very often because I did this a while back there's no reason to lose a file the only reason you lose it is just because you didn't have it in the right spot or you didn't have a good name for it, like a, like a organized name for it. I mean, certainly understanding your own workflow is super important too. Mm -hmm. There are so many reasons that I empathize with you on that sentiment because at this point, you know, with a hundred plus episodes as well as bonus episodes, as well as some other things like I, I've being able to be organized or at least be consistent with the way that you store name, mm -hmm. etc. Which I guess that is that the definition of organization. I don't know. That I but, would I would say that if there were one, that would be it. Well, sorry for that little tangent there, <laughs> no, but I, no, I I'm go just, on um, I feel like that's good because I I think that there's there's a lot of engineers out there. There's mm -hmm. a lot of producers out there. There's a lot of composers out there that I have to say in some of my earlier writing that I kind of wish I had done naming conventions a little bit better, or at least known when I created it or, you know, when it was finished, etc., so that I could have at least put them in the correct spot. Anyway, mm -hmm. back to the song. Yep. You started off with the sample, the sample mm -hmm. of the gospel choir, Oh Lord, Please 
deliver us, which yeah, is kind of in, an interesting choice. Did you do anything with the sample? Like, I mean, obviously, yeah, you might have spliced it or, mm-hmm. or whatever, but did you do anything like put a put a filter or something on it? Um, I'm just curious because I, I definitely pitched it up and sped it up probably a little bit and i know that actually one thing i did that i don't do a lot is i so the the whole sample has it has like a choir in it it has like an organ uh some like really really light drums on there and fl studio recently had an update where it'll auto extract stems so it can like detect the vocals the drums and it'll put them on separate things it's actually pretty solid for it just being like built into fl usually the ai stem separation type stuff is usually pretty garbage but i find fl's is really good and actually i did use that on this beat because it opens up with just the choir and then you hear the drums and stuff come in i mean that's just me taking the stem extractor putting the vocals that i got from that first and then i went into the full sample and then it breaks down again after like the first verse and hook where you just hear the organ and stuff actually if you were to solo it if you were to just hear that you could hear tiny little artifacts of the vocals and like the drums in there and stuff because the stem extractor is not gonna be perfect but that was basically it i think i sped it up it's definitely pitched up but i'm not sure if i sped it up too that would make sense because there's there is a certain and i don't know if this is just because of the stem extraction part but it feels like the the frequency itself well even the frequency itself is kind of like a a thin Mm -hmm. like it's not it's not a full spectrum Mm -hmm. of audio it's it's feels like it it caught a certain like band Mm -hmm. in within the eq but it also because if you did speed it up there's also that little bit of warbly quality from like whenever you speed up something that has vibrato it yeah. always has that warbly. Anyway, I, I was just curious because it works. So it's yeah, not like I it's thought not it like cool. So I, I just went with it. I'm curious. Like, when is the point at which you're working on a beat? There's a moment where it clicks in your head that this is one that you want to put lyrics to. Mm. I'm kind of wondering when when is the moment of creation, so to mm. speak? Like, when does when does it start becoming something more than just kind of an exercise would that be a fair mm-hmm. thing to say like if you're just yeah. creating beats uh yeah you know? i mean i make every time that i make a beat i'm always i always go in with the mindset of there will be vocals on this whether it's mine or whether it's someone's that i send it out to so i'm always trying to make sure that there's space on the beat for vocals because a lot of newer producers but just producers in general i mean even experienced ones a lot of times will kind of fill up the production enough that there's not really space for like vocals on it i'm always leaving space as far as like what determines which ones I personally write to, honestly, it's just kind of with the mood I'm in. Like if I'm in a mood to make a song, I pretty much always just make a beat that I think I could rap on for the most part. It's just if I'm in the mood to write or not. I mean, I don't know if there's any like specific moment that's like, oh, this has got to... It, it's usually once there's once there's like a, a loop that I can kind of hear and I, I'll start hearing flows in my head or whatever and then if lyrics start to come out then lyrics start to come out and i find that once i get the first bar the first rhyme scheme down that's really where it makes or breaks whether or not i think i can continue writing or not because if the first rhyme scheme isn't hitting for me then i I usually just kind of move on to the next thing or i'll come back to it eventually but i don't usually come back to things strangely if i make something it's usually all like in one session i have so many beats that i i think are like way better than stuff that i have out it's just when i go back i just can't write on them because i just love the beat so much and those are usually the ones i send to other people so this song in particular once the beat comes together and you say okay this is something i'm going to Mm -hmm. put vocals to did you think of okay this is going to be the point of the song like is this is the idea or did you just start rapping i mean the first bar of the song is it's been a minute since i picked up a pen and that was just reflecting that this was the first song i'd written within like because i mean i remember earlier you saying like you think in like five year increments i kind of have a similar thing but not with years but with projects and i think it might be to a fault too i should probably put out more singles and stuff like that but i'm always thinking in projects like in terms of whether it's like a music album or whether it's like a music video, like I can never just like have a single, a singularity. Like I'm always thinking in like a project or a, or a group or whatever. So I'll, I'll write a bunch of songs at one time and then, you know, maybe that kind of burns me out for a little bit from writing and I'll, I'll keep producing because I never really get burned out of producing. But like writing, it, it takes a lot more out of me because I think it's just a little bit less natural to me and it's something I've been getting better at for sure. 
but it just kind of started i just said it's it's been a minute since i picked up my pen lately i've been lazy now i'm rapping again i mean i don't put a lot of like metaphors and like hidden stuff in my in my lyrics just because i think it's cool when people can do that it, that's just not something i'm as gifted at you can read my lyrics and you just kind of know exactly what i'm saying i try to sometimes slip in like double entendres and stuff like that you know as i come but i, I don't think it's worth it to force it because usually when i try to force like having like a, a hidden message or whatever like I, I feel like it never really clicks or it never sounds mm. natural like i just kind of write my thoughts and eventually they kind of come to a flow and then a rhyme scheme and and then and then bam you got a verse it's just interesting to me whether you intended it or not this does feel like at least i think of if you think of your verses as like a story they're like different acts i mm. i mean you know i i do tend to overanalyze or even mm. like over formalize structure or story structure or whatever that's my analytic tool yeah. so i like to look at this overall piece as like maybe maybe it's a little too on the nose because it really is you do say it in the first two lines is like it's been a minute since i picked up my pen lately i've been lazy and now i'm rapping again this is like a comeback song like mm. something something to talk about how you are turning something around. Things are looking up. I divided the three verses into these categories of like, the first verse is kind of the potential. So in the second verse, it's more of like what you have to overcome. What's going to be your uphill battle? I kind of thought of the final verse is either your self-realization or in a certain sense, like a victory lap. Like, you know that whether you've actually accomplished what you were setting out to do, mm -hmm. you realize that you have something to be proud of, but yet you know that you still have somewhere to go. Uh -huh. So it's not like the end of the journey. Right. It's like, okay, this Reflective. is this is a good spot. Like, this is a victory, but I still have so much more to go. Yeah, yeah that sounds awesome. That's definitely not what I thought when I was writing. Uh, <laughs> but I love that, though. I don't know. I, I just kind of, like, write my thoughts I never really have like this huge picture. And it's funny, I have this song called Feta. It's off of my second project called Baja. The song, I, I used to work at a, a grocery store in the dairy cooler and I just saw Feta and I just thought that would be a cool hook. Like, like it, there, it was literally just the cheese. But my mom is an English teacher and she loves that song. She was telling me all these ways that like, you know, my, my stupid lyrics about feta cheese could be a message about society or or whatever and and i'm just like i'm like nah that's not at all what i meant making it seem like i i i really was in the lab you know cooking like kendrick or whatever but even then like does kendrick think about all these things that like analysts will praise his verses about you know for having these crazy story arcs and it's like i don't even know if he like intended that Kendrick definitely could I mean he's my favorite artist ever so I think like the the way that people analyze lyrics is always so crazy to me like as an artist and just as a fan in general I'm like I don't even know if like they intended that but like there's always a story in everything whether you mean it or not and I think that's 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 so tight as I am a fan to say on this show is the way that I interpret your lyrics probably tells people more about me than it does about you mm -hmm. going through my point of view filter yeah i kind of want to jump into the third verse because actually that's probably the one that i have the most questions about mm. so not really questions is so per se but you use real people as a reference in the final verse and i think that that's interesting because i think in some ways don't they say you know that comparison is is like I don't know. I'm sure somebody's going to shout, like, know exactly what quote I'm saying. But comparison can be, like, very destructive. But yeah. I think that, you know, since this is that self-realization part, I think that you comparing or you using specific people or referencing certain people is kind of important to that third verse so like the i hope i'm correct in all of these things you know when you say like because i rap i produce high level gobert that's rudy rudy gobert, gobert. okay good because yeah. the next like, line is i'm the center of attention and rudy right Gobert's the center yes okay. i have my lyrics here too so uh, oh awesome yeah. there's gobert and then there's nas um mm -hmm. which we know is a rapper and then you've got uh messy Mm -hmm. um, and that's, you know, Lionel Messi. Right. Okay, cool. Right. I love it. I love it yep. that I'm getting. The only one that yeah. I'm not so sure it's about. Be those next ones. 
Well, I was, no, well, I was going to, no, actually, it's scooting back to the, oh. I got 2020 vision, no Durant's in my way. Yeah. And is that the Pokemon? No, that's Kevin Durant. That's what I thought. And yeah. I couldn't, no, uh, like, so I Googled that <laughs> and I was so sure. And then that's totally what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Even before I Googled it, I'm like, but I, I'm old and I make mistakes. So <laughs> I looked and the first thing that showed up under Durant was these, the, like these Pokemons. And I was like, hmm. it seems like he's using a lot of sports figures. Yeah. I mean, it's not to say that you can't jump, but right. you know, they're, they're these like insectoid kind of like oh, uh, metal something uh, if I read it correctly then I was like okay I could see like you know you're kind of th- tossing a little like you're doing that like secret nerd thing where you know not not that all <laughs> no Pokemon I know exactly people, what but, you're saying but you know I mean yeah. like you, you're making a reference to Pokemon because uh-huh. why not and I was just like okay I get it no but I, I mean both both work yeah. yeah that's a crazy double <laughs> entendre though especially when I when I mentioned anyone like any real names like it's usually just it's just because I think it sounded cool. Like the reason I say no Durant is because I said the fir- the line before is I'm a careful motherfucker. I don't deal with a snake. I guess for those who don't know, Kevin Durant was referred to as like a snake back when he signed with Golden State after he left because Golden State beat OKC in the playoffs the year before, and then he went to join the Golden State Warriors and they formed like a super team. So I just say I don't deal with snakes like that. Like I got 20-20 vision, no Durant's in my way i thought snake and durant oh yeah no disrespect though, I, I love kevin durant like i thought that it was kevin durant but yeah. then i was just like but then when i googled it and that was the first durant was the the that's pokemon was the first crazy. thing that that's showed up and thing. i was like maybe i have it wrong <laughs> and that's then i crazy. i scrolled and i'm like i don't see kevin durant so maybe i have wow. his name wrong but anyway but just because i searched only on durant so that's fun that's i think that's awesome see this is why editing is good Mm -hmm. because then we can go down some of these paths or not but like when you use those names i mean because they're all packed in there in that third verse and so Mm -hmm. i'm like when you think about making those kind of references is that something that you actually process or it just kind of comes out i feel like name dropping and rapping is is so common and like like when i hear artists in songs like i feel like a lot of my favorite bars are just the bars that stick with me or ones that have names of popular figures and stuff i don't know like i just recognize the names and but when i'm writing like i write and i i use people's names a lot and whatnot and i think mm. it's just because when i hear songs i like and they have references i'm like that's that's cool i don't know i just think i think it, it makes it easier to like listen and then like remember the bar because you're like oh that's the messy bar that's the that's the mm. Rudy Gobert bar. Like this dude dropped Rudy Gobert in a song or whatever. Like I think when we can use those names or or even if we make reference to something, like it's a very efficient way of using words to create an image in somebody's head, right? Maybe that's why it's so effective because it's like food that has, mm-hmm. has more nutrition like packed into it, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it carries... It goes a lot further than just a few words. Anyway, I I, I don't know if that makes any sense whatsoever. I but I, I just yeah. I like I like to think that that's why we use that. When did the hook come about? Like, and how did mm-hmm. you think about that in terms of how I know how I think about it in in terms of anchoring all of the I guess that's what a hook is right Right. it's the thing that anchors all of the verses and kind of brings them cohesion or at least they should I'm sorry back to my Mm -hmm. whole formal thing hooks for me this is probably where I struggle the most as an artist is coming up with with catchy hooks and melodies and stuff that's just not my background my background's in like drumming and rhythm that's why verses are honestly for me I feel like for rappers like flows and the way that rappers sound matters more than the lyrics themselves. And I think that's just my brain, the way I hear songs. Like, I hear songs in terms of, like, flows and drum beats and rhythms and stuff more so than, like, melodies or lyrics. After writing that first verse, I just kept writing. I mean, I didn't have, like, a song structure at the point I was just creating. Then I just thought, I can never be a man who be dead and unknown. I was like, I could probably go on with this with this flow like i could never be a man who go die with no home i could never be a man who be dead and unknown and i was like oh this is this i think this might be a hook even still like when i wrote it i was like or it could just be a little tangent thing that just happens once but then i just copy pasted the recording after that second verse 
And I was like, yeah, this is going to be the hook. I wanted to actually ask about a choice that was made in the first verse where this happens twice, where the instrumental breaks and stops. Mm. And I'm wondering, because you only use it in the first verse. And yeah. and I know that, you know, the, the first verse is kind of the the about the potential if we're going with my my interpretation you know so in some ways the way that my brain interprets that is that's like an auditory version of like a stumble like Mm. you're you're getting somewhere but you you kind of step on something but it's also you know the things of because you're like i had a vision break and then no a prophecy you know like vision prophecy you could say that those are synonymous but it's like you're doubting your own words but as a rapper you're a wordsmith, so why should you be doubting yeah. your own words, right? And then it happens again, like when you mentioned the black Maybach. I also feel as another stumbling block is I feel like when you focus on the fact that it's all about getting getting that great car, getting mm. that fame, getting the thing that looks like you have it all together, whether you can actually achieve it or not, even if you reach it or if you don't reach it, it's something that just kind of holds you back. If that makes sense, like it's, yeah. what was your thinking in terms of creating those breaks? Cause I, mm-hmm. I feel like they're kind of jolting in some mm-hmm. way. That was entirely the reason. Instrumental breaks or cutting out the beat in rap songs is crucial. It really puts the, obviously all the emphasis on the vocals when you cut the beat. I mean, naturally. And I think that happens a lot in rap music specifically, but even just in, in, music in general like cutting the beat i guess the reason i thought those ones because i said i had a vision it was more the way i said like i had a vision no a a prophecy like i don't know why i did it at that specific spot i just thought like it just sounded right like in my head and then the black maybach line i love the way maybach sounds just the word maybach it sounds like luxurious obviously i've never been in a mercedes but i talk a lot in my songs about dreams and visions and destiny and whatnot and that's mostly just because i mean that's where i'm at in my life right now you know i'm 20 years old i'm looking forward to you know i want this life i want to be you know a well-known artist i want to make a career out of music i want to you know live comfortably and whatnot and so i think i talk a lot about visions and prophecies and dreams and stuff and i have plenty of songs that are that are geared in that direction and i think it's just become sort of a, a natural thing to like in rap you want to talk about you know you want to boast about these things you know having the nicest cars or whatever and i don't really have that because i mean that's not the point of my life i'm at right now but i can still talk about the chase and while i'm on the chase right now you know in my life like i'm at a really pivotal moment right now i'm kind of leaving school and trying to do music full-time and whatnot and that doesn't really necessarily have the reason why I, I cut it there but I just thought that that's that's just where it needed to be and I think when you cut the beat even just once or twice in a song you know it really brings that like separation between the vocals and the beat instead of you know everything needing to feel like it's all together like you can kind of feel the different parts of the song and I guess I didn't cut it uh, at any other point mostly just because the drums were in already and whatnot and I just I don't know, I guess I just never really felt like I needed to to fully cut the beat again. I don't know. I try not to think too hard about it, kind of mm-hmm. do it where it just feels right. And and this is probably my own over analysis is, you know, when I write, I probably overthink things and underfeel them. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, it's been 16 measures. You probably do something different rather mm-hmm. than it feels like I should do something different, yeah. you know? And I think, you know, and I think that's something... I mean, I'm sure in some ways it it can save you in a pinch when you're just not feeling it uh-huh. or you need to make something happen. But anyway, sorry. Just no, side, no, side I, thing, I know exactly but. what you mean because like I don't really have that much like musical training. I mean, I was in, I, I started music school this semester. I was doing political science at the U of I. I switched to music at Parkland, which is where I've been. I wasn't interested in my theory class or I had like a ear training and whatnot. The you know, formal music training and stuff is super valuable for the people who hear, but like for me, like I just can't, the formal stuff just doesn't, it's just not there for me. And I, I wish it was. That's the reason I think I struggle with melodies is just because I really don't know music theory that well. It takes a lot more to write something for me because it's like all feel and it's all energy 
and it's all, you know, what the vibe is, what the feeling is at the time. And that's why, I mean, I only ever really write songs alone just because like, I just can't do it in like big group studio sessions or whatever. Like all of my stuff I do, I write on my own. I'm a very extroverted person, so that it's, it's strange, but I think my energy just, I, I can only focus on like, I'm not great at focusing on a lot of things at one time. So I try to do everything just by feel because I think that's just the most natural way to to make music. The formal or the the way that things are supposed to be, I guess, you know, there's a reason for that too. So I think they're both yeah. valid or any approach is valid, I guess. I, I remember in, I think it was in high school, I remember a, a music teacher was just like, yeah, music theory is great. It's, it, it can be, it can be helpful, but it's there to be an assist if for some reason you need to get over that hump or you yeah. need to get over that that thing where you're just like, you're just stuck. And then it's just like, well, let me just try a little different math. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's, the, I mean, that's the way that I think of it is just like, well, let's divide instead of subtract, you know, right. let's see how that works. So I, I wanted to tell you a little bit about my favorite part of the song. My favorite part of this song is... In the second verse, I talked about earlier that I feel like the second verse is all about what you have yet to overcome. And so, I I think that my favorite part is the verse where it's like, excuse me, I'm a laugh. I will not end up in class. I'll run endless fucking laps while I carry on my back all the baggage from my past. I don't act like I'm a pass. For some reason, I just feel like that's the one part where it's like, yeah, I'm willing to do the extra work and i know what has been against me or Mm -hmm. the things that i you know carry with me for some reason that that really that spoke to me a lot in in that verse in Mm. in this song like you could even consider that a turning point in the song where Mm. it's just like i realize the hard work that i have to do yeah and then i have to to get to where I want to be. So to me, that was my favorite part of the song. So I'm just curious, yeah. what is your favorite part of the song? My favorite part of the song is definitely in the third verse. The drums go out after that second hook. It goes to the just hearing like the, the organ and then the sample comes back in as it ramps up. Like, because if a deal goes bad, I ain't going nowhere. And like the way that that comes in, because I'm a careful motherfucker. I remember I remember when I wrote it, I was flowing and I, I had the, the beat structured that way like when i was writing just for this part i just knew i was gonna have after the second hook i knew i was gonna have like the instrumental change up a little bit to bring the energy down and then go back up but i just loved the way that because i'm a careful motherfucker i don't deal with a snake i loved the way that that sounded as the beat came back in, as the drums came back in like i just thought that like the way that i said that was just awesome so that's probably my favorite like every time that comes on you like Hmm. i listen to it in my car all the time and every time i hear it i just i get so hyped like i just i love that part i got 2020 visions no durance in my way i think that like i sound in the record i just sound so like confident i sound so like Hmm. like sure of myself and i love the way i like it when i sound confident because i don't always maybe this is more me extrapolating here but you know, I've heard different reasons and different perspectives of why a person finds a certain part of their song like their favorite part. It's interesting to me that it feels like it's not necessarily the end result that is what makes it so much your favorite is just that those elements kind of aligned mm-hmm. in a correct way. The way that it landed in just even a serendipitous way or, or just the way that you did it, it, it sounds like the memory of making it is what also gives yeah. you like a certain sense of it. My final question really is what made you want to talk about this song specifically today? Mm. Um, well, one, I think it's probably my best or one of my best songs I've ever done. And I'm so excited for people to finally hear it. This is the first song I've ever made a music video for. That was just an aspect that I just never really went after. I mean, I do everything myself. Like I produce, write, record, engineer, and then I do all the marketing and all the, like I do everything myself, except the the, the cover art and stuff. Sometimes I'll, I'll have like friends do that who are better at graphic design and stuff. But so as far as music videos goes, I was just like, I'm just not going to deal with that while I'm trying to I mean, I, I just felt like I needed to focus on the music better, but now I'm more comfortable with making music. I feel like I can I can do 
that more efficiently and still have a lot of creative energy left for visual. So this is the first song I'm making a music video for. It's the lead single off of my upcoming project. I feel like this is the best song that I've made that I could like really sit down and be like, yeah, this is why I love this song. And I think that a lot of the lyrics are just very indicative of where I'm at in life, where I feel like I am, like where where I want to be. It just feels like the song that that I, I got going right now in, in my car all the time and, and whatnot. And I just, I love this song. Simple as that. It'll be on my upcoming project, Lemon Lime Life, uh, which is the name of the project coming out December 15th. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support Jubilee Cafe. Jubilee Cafe is a free weekly meal program at Community United Church of Christ, 805 South 6th Street in Champaign, Illinois. Jubilee Cafe serves a home-cooked meal from 5 to 6.30 each Monday. Their mission is to feed hungry people by cooking healthy, delicious meals and by serving their guests restaurant-style with servers waiting on tables. Jubilee Cafe is open to anyone who cares to eat with them. Because food insecurity among students is so high, they serve students as well as others in and around the Champaign-Urbana community who struggle with hunger. Meals are free to all and will be served each Monday evening, located in the accessible lower level of the building at 6th and Daniel Streets in Champaign. For more information on the meal or how to volunteer, Go to the Jubilee Cafe CUCC Facebook page or email them at jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. That's jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. Welcome back. So, Drew... Do you have a favorite Champaign-Urbana venue? I did. My go-to venue the last like year and a half was 404, just a house show venue, couple of friends, uh, people in hideout and whatnot. That isn't a, a venue anymore just because the people moved out. So now it's uh, a couple of my buddies run a place called the Echo Chamber. It's like a couple blocks from my house in Urbana. So that's probably the place I've been to the most recently. But most of the house shows are pretty similar that's really the scene I'm tapped into is is the house show scene, mostly because I didn't even really plan, but like the house that I live in in Urbana is basically in the middle of all the house show venues. There's some that are down the street to my left and then like behind me. So I'm just kind of surrounded by them. So I just, you know, when I see a show on, on Instagram, I'm just like, whatever, I got nothing else to do tonight. So I'll go to the show, have a good time. As far as like performing, I just perform wherever I go. I'll take any venue. I mean, I recently did a show I guess a, a show in quotation marks, but it was at the Siebel Center for Design and it was like in the media room and the only people there were my family, even though it was a public event because it was like a thrifting event was like the main thing, but there was a media room off to the side and they recorded the whole performance. So I have like a visual of my performance from there and I have like the direct audio. So it was cool to do that instead of like just trying to perform in front of people, but it was so different performing like basically for a camera instead of performing for people, especially as a, as a rapper, like you get all your energy from the crowd and riffing with the crowd and whatnot. So it was interesting in that regard, but I, I kind of ended up treating it just like a long music video. That's just to say I, I've performed at places on campus, at, at house shows and whatnot, and I just love doing it. That's 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 my favorite thing to do is perform. So I'll perform anywhere, anytime. If I didn't live out here in the middle of Sidoris, I wish that I could go to more house shows just because I feel like there's an energy there that you don't get in like a regular mm -hmm. bar bar show venue, yeah you know without a doubt it's just all college kids you know it's just college kids being college kids and just you know jumping around and you know the bands will sometimes play like covers or whatnot usually it's originals at a lot of those just because you know people have time to make originals nowadays and record them and whatnot because you don't have to be signed to a studio or whatever like you can just make it Originals are a lot more common nowadays, but the covers always get the crowd moving and the energy there is, is cool. I mean, there are people that just want to get drunk. They just want to get drunk somewhere other than the bars. So you have those people sometimes, but go into a lot of house shows. I, I see the regulars and they're very Urbana is all I'll say. <laughs> Never truer words spoken. Mm -hmm. There's always like an appreciation for people who just love live music. There's a lot of people like that. I mean, my family's like that. We'll go to places around, you know, small towns or whatever that just have live music just because we just love live music. 
you know so i think there's a lot of people like that and that so that it's not like a strange thing like why is he here like just here for the music man just here to enjoy it i'm just curious like what do you think makes a good music community first and foremost i mean support you know the professional music industry is so competitive and competition is sort of like the thing that gets the most media coverage i mean who gets you know who has the most streams or or who you know wins whatever sale battle but like i feel like that's so irrelevant in general but especially for local music scenes not in big cities i just feel like there's no reason to be so competitive i mean we're all trying to get our music out there and you know make a living off this or be successful in some way and like i feel like champagne urbana i feel like there's never been like beef like it's always like i want to succeed with you it's not like i want to succeed and you know i don't care what happens to you especially as a producer and i send my stuff out like people recognize that and they they want to like support me and my stuff and like my my streams are like super low compared to a lot of other people's that have that are in the scene and but like i don't have any sort of like resentment towards that like i i'm like oh man my guy femi got you know 2000 streams on his song like my top song has like 250 streams but i'm cool with that because it's like that's just how it is right now and the support and like genuinely wanting not just to see other people succeed but you know there is some level of selfishness that like you want to succeed with them i want my friends and my people i work with i want them to succeed because i also want to succeed with them making it very clear that like you are supporting them and you want to be with them it makes you know someone more likely to have you tag along you know with their journey you know if, if they were to take off with traction like i could work with someone as, a, as their producer like as an engineer or whatever like there's no reason to be competitive in the market like this to a certain degree i mean competition's great but i feel like at the end of the day like it's better if, if it's like a collaborative effort to try to like get up there and succeed rather than like I have to succeed and you can't, you know, type of stuff. As a coin flip on that one, what do you think Champaign-Urbana could do better? Champaign-Urbana obviously is not a very big hip-hop community as much as it is uh, Midwest emo, alternative rock. Like, that's really where the bread and butter is in terms of who gets to play at the house shows, who gets to play at the bars. Like, it is not the people making hip-hop music and a lot of that i think is just because a lot of the hip-hop artists are you know solo and it's just harder to get booked solo than it is with a band i wish that there was a bit more of an acceptance for the hip-hop community in champagne urbana the people who are in it the people who make hip-hop music whether we're producers or rappers or whatever like we're all very supportive and like very involved in each other's work but outside of that circle it's still hard even in champagne urbana for local rappers to really get the time of day at house shows or at events just because the standard is you know sort of the alternative rock or the midwest emo or the Mm -hmm. the cover bands type stuff because i mean that's just what's been around for so long i mean american football and whatnot like the the originals of the champagne urbana music scene i mean my parents both went to the u of i and they they remember all the you know alternative bands of the time and you know now that landscape is changing in music just in general but i wish that champagne urbana was a bit more open to having a coexistence of the hip-hop community and like the bands and alternative rock acts and stuff like that so i I wish maybe there was a bit more space for us but you know we do what we do from the time that i started this podcast it's become more and more clear to me there's probably more artists within the hip-hop community here in champagne urbana than there are all of the other genres Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just that it's a matter of exposure and it's a matter of where people can play and worldwide hip-hop is probably one of the i think if i remember correctly in the world it is one of the most popular genres definitely it seems like we're we're putting a lot of light under the bushel there's a lot of people creating things i guess in their own studios in silence you know almost you know like in in this in this like vacuum and i feel like i've tried to at least increase the amount of hip-hop that we talk about here on the show because it you know i have just as much of a pool Mm -hmm. to pull from as i do from the rock and the the emo and that those genres which seem huge but they're only ones that are being 
performed or seen yeah so i I, think, I don't know yeah i think part of it is also that hip-hop is so easy like it, it it's very easy to just say that people in champagne urbana making hip-hop are all just amateur because there's a reason why a lot of people make hip-hop music because you can do it yourself like you don't need a band you don't need a big recording space you just need a mic and and a way to make beats or a way to download beats or whatever like it's so much more self-sufficient i think that's why there's a bigger volume of hip-hop artists in most scenes is just because you know anyone could download fl studio free trial or whatever and download a beat right to it record put it out on soundcloud or whatever like you can do that all in an hour making a, a rock band you know you have to get everyone together and so i feel like it's just you know bands maybe get taken more seriously or acts like that get taken more seriously because there is that live you know someone's playing guitar on stage you know someone's drumming or whatever but like when it comes to hip-hop like i just plug my phone in and all of my you know i put a lot of of effort into crafting sets for live shows i mean i have like interludes and i'll do covers or whatever like i try to have like a really cool live experience but that's just because I, I love performing but i think that people tend to shy away from just watching some dude rap on stage for 30 minutes rather mm. than watching a band for 30 minutes so i mean there's definitely a reason why hip-hop isn't as prevalent in the community in terms of shows i think that maybe you know, at least there should be more of an opportunity for that. Even if it's just like specific venues that are, you know, known as sort of where the hip hop artists can be. That doesn't really exist right now. I would like to see something like that. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support Exile on Main Street. Exile on Main Street, located in the old train station building at 100 North Chestnut Street in downtown Champaign, has been helping to build record collections since 2004, carrying a wide array of new and used LPs, CDs, and video games. Exile on Main Street has something for just about any music enthusiast and old-school gaming devotee. Exile also hosts regular free live music shows on its stage, so be sure to check out their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for the up-to-date details on the next upcoming event. Open seven days a week. They can be reached by phone at 217-398-MAIN. That's 217-398-6246. Welcome back. So, Drew, what is your favorite non-musical thing or things? I play a lot of video games. I'm sure that's a pretty common answer. I just got Modern Warfare 3 last night. It just came out. The remake or whatever. I play a lot of games, man. 2K and and COD and, you know, just whatever the homies are playing. I have a cat. I just love being just being with being with the cat just trying to think of my day-to-day, man. Like, what do I do on my day-to-day outside of music? I spend a lot of my time if I'm not making music, coming up with like the marketing for stuff. So man, I, I don't know. Like I've dedicated so much time to music and to getting my stuff out there that I kind of lose sight sometimes of what I like to do. I mean, when I'm just chilling, I, I like to watch YouTube. I like to watch music YouTubers, but I also watch people who I, like, I love sports. Um, just following sports. I don't really watch sports. It's crazy. I, I'm very into sports but I don't really watch the actual games. I've always just been more focused on like rosters and like, huh. and it's so weird because I've been playing video games my whole life. I mean, I'm you know, I'm 20. Most 20 year old guys, you know, grew up with game consoles and stuff. So I grew up playing like Madden and 2K and like, I suck at those games because like, I don't really like, play the games i like to do the career modes and like the franchise modes build rosters and win championships and stuff like and i don't know why i like doing that as much as i do i think there may be some sort of parallel there to why i'm always thinking in projects and stuff like focusing on like one individual thing like one game or whatever like it just doesn't i don't know it just doesn't do it for me like i like to focus on the people of it and you know i'm very into politics i was doing political science for a couple years and i've always been super into politics i never wanted to do law school or i never Mm. really cared about actual like legislation i've always just been interested in like the elections and the the people of it and like the stories of the people so like i think there's something there about like just how much i enjoy like 
just seeing how people and organizations work rather than the actual game itself of the sport, which hmm. I, I've always thought. And most of my friends that are really into sports think I'm just kind of crazy for that. Like I'll watch the Super Bowl. I'll watch NBA finals games. I'll watch whatever. But like, especially nowadays, I don't have cable and like getting games, you have to subscribe to eight different things. So like, I almost wish there was like a service that just had everything together, like, you know, cable, right. but whatever, that's, that's a, I digress. You know, in this question, you've kind of circled around to this idea of in like the bigger picture where it's not just one song, it's mm -hmm. it's the overall impact of the story and like give, you've always been like that. I mean, even as a kid, like I would write books in quotation marks, but I would spend all my time like creating like video game ideas or storyboards for movies or whatever, like, but I never did it. Like I never like made the effort to like actually try to understand how a video game is made and make it but like i just had ideas for like oh this would be a cool batman video game or this would be a cool way to do this and like i've always had like affinity for creative ideas but actually like going forward with doing them or like seeing them in practice has never really been something i've been good at until i really decided to to, to do this music thing seriously but i've always just been creating weird things that people don't usually make i just have like a list of ideas in my phone at all times like i have folders in my phone on my notes app i'm a delivery driver so last night i was struggling to see the house numbers on like the different houses that i was delivering to because i deliver at night there's got to be some way to like make like digital house numbers like on the street or whatever like that like appear on like the side of the street or like some way that's like lit up and like is you know where to look for delivery drivers and stuff so like I don't know like and, and I have a twenty four hour pretzel place that's another one I had <laughs> a, a hotel chain that's designed for night owls so in checkout and check in is like at different times and the pool's always open breakfast goes till like two I don't nice. know so I'm just I don't know like I've, right. that's just kind of something that like I'm I'm always thinking of like ideas and like I I find a lot of I have a lot of fun in just like trying to flesh out ideas of just whatever even so I don't know I spend a lot of free time just just doing doing that drew thank you for being on the show yeah, and telling for having me. me about your song be a man and about the champagne urbana music scene and your favorite non-musical things so i appreciate you making the trip all the way out here yeah lovely day Thank you for listening to Champagne is Also a Band podcast. This is Drew, otherwise known as D-Rue, reminding you great music is out there. Go find it where you live. Champagne is also a band. You almost have an NPR voice. It's so good. Studio on the inside. They're very Urbana, is all I'll say.